You see my whole face is covered in pimples? I can't see it. I don't have my glasses on. Yeah, you can't see it because I'm too far away. <laughs> I won't let anybody ever see that about me. Hello, guys. Welcome back. To Moody. A true crime podcast. I'm Tamara. I'm Azriella. Um, and to... Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Today is my case, guys. Uh, do you have any news before I start? Yeah, but give me one second, because I put this shit on the most (laughs) frinkly. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Um, If my phone goes off during this, I'm sorry. Monica is going through some shit right now, apparently, and I didn't know about it. What's happening? I don't know. My mom messaged me today and asked if Eric and I wanted um, a fridge from Tom's dad, and I was like... Can you send us pictures um, so we can look at it? And then two seconds later, I get another text that says, um, by the way, Monica has only been home like once this week to take a shower. Um, But other than that, she's been staying with some guy that she says she wants to move out with. I was like, what? Why? What's going on? What? Yeah. And I was like, why? And she was like, I don't know. Like, um, she said she's known him for a long time. And she's been, like, really shaky lately. And I was like, okay, well, maybe she's just withdrawing from the meth. Like, she did do meth. My mom was like, I don't know. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying um, Anthony said that meth leaves your system pretty pretty quick. Like, And so I, that's why I said I'm going to be put on a fucking FBI watch list because I looked it up. Like, I looked up, like, how long does meth stay in your system? And it said, like, 9 to 24 hours, which I feel like... That That's really quick. Yeah, I feel like that cannot be true, but it came from, like, a, like, like a government website. And at the bottom, yeah. it was like, meth is lethal. Maybe you should come and talk to us. And I was like, N- no. <laughs> I was like, it's not me. So I messaged Monica, and I was like, you want to explain this to me a little bit? Like, what the hell's going on? And she's all upset, talking about how, like, what the fuck is the point if even, like, your mom doesn't have faith in you, and... Everything that I do is uh, bad and seen as a negative way. And I was like, no. I was like, I- I'm not trying to make you feel like I don't believe in you or anything. I was like, I just wanted to know, like, what the hell is going on. Because I am the one person that you come and talk to. So I don't want to be blindsided if one day you're like, I relapsed again, but I'm also not living at mom's. And I, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I didn't want it to be like, what the fuck? Why didn't I know about that? So there's that, and she's, like, having a really tough time accepting the fact that she hasn't even been out of prison for a year, and she already wants to go live with some guy. Like, that's, that's pretty dangerous. Guess who's starting up YouTube channels? Ew. Channels with an S. Yeah. Channels? Okay. Not just me. I'm thinking that me and you should have a segment on the YouTube channel where it's the behind the scenes kind of like blooper of like videoing us. Yeah. You're like, nope. Uh, <laughs> we should do that. Yeah, I think, yeah that. I think so too. I think it'd be really interesting because I don't post everything on here. Because <laughs> I'm just like, Ooh, I don't want to. People do- want the raw footage. Well, if they want the raw footage, then they're going to be going on to the YouTube channel that I'll be making and posting about later on in life. He's taking me to Texas Roadhouse, so. Uh, that was this episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. 
to have fun with that. We have taxes <laughs> to do tomorrow, but it's fine. <laughs> Maybe I can... Hey, Eric, I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. What's your, what's your case this week? Let's get this started. Hold on. Let's get it started. <laughs> All right. Um, so mine is a murder, but also at the same time not technically a murder. It's a suicide. No. Oh, that's good. Okay, so this is called Chicago Tylenol Murders. Tylenol? Yes. Ah, I think I know this one. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to, uh, I think, Mormon. So this took place in the Chicago metropolitan area in 1982. So during this time, there were a series of deaths from poisoning of Tylenol that was tampered with. So September 29, 1982, Mary Kellerman, who was 12 years old, died after taking Tylenol extra strength. She was feeling really sick when she got home from school and her parents were like, hey, take some Tylenol. Dennis Kellerman, which was her father, heard her go into the bathroom and he's like, I heard the door close and I heard something drop. I went to the bathroom and I called Mary, are you okay? There was no answer. I called again. Mary, are you okay? There was still no answer. So I opened the door and my little girl was on the floor unconscious. She was still in her pajamas. At 9.56am that day, Mary Kellerman is pronounced dead at Alexian Brothers Medical Center in Elk Grove Village. There wasn't anything too suspicious about the death. Uh, she was ordered into the medical examiner's office for an autopsy because of her age and circumstances. In the ambulance report, the medications were listed as Tylenol. Everybody in the world took Tylenol, so then it didn't seem anything like out of like the ordinary, so they didn't really think anything of it. So, then, did they rule um, Tylenol out? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like uh. only, that was the only thing found in her system. Like Nothing else was found in her system. Mm. So they're like, okay, um, we're not gonna like think anything of this. Okay. So they just thought it was like just like a random like mysterious death. And then Adam Janus, who was twenty seven at the time, was the second victim. He was also feeling sick and decided to take Tylenol. Helen Jensen, public health nurse at Arlington Heights, said he had stayed home from work because he had uh, felt like he was getting a cold. And then he went to pick up his kids in his preschool and stopped at the jewel to get some Tylenol. He came home and then he had some lunch. He said, I'm going to take two Tylenol and lie down. A couple minutes later, he came staggering to the kitchen and collapsed. It's terrifying. At 3.15 p.m. on the same day, Thomas Kim, a, a medical director of Northwest Community Hospital's intensive care unit, says, our first job is to resuscitate, uh, and we couldn't even do that. His heart just would not resuscitate. I uh, signed him out as probably cardiac arrest. I was talking to his family, trying to explain what had happened. It's hard even if you know the diagnosis. I was trying to tell them that we didn't know why. Adam's wife, Teresa, was there. His parents were there, and a whole slew of other people, and they didn't go back to their home. They went back to Janice's house in Arlington Heights. Then, Mary Lynn Reiner, who was 27, was the next victim. She had a similar story and she, she, like, of her not feeling well, and she started, decided to take Tylenol, and then she, she collapsed. The other victims that happened, like, the same thing happened to were Stanley Janus, who was 25, Teresa Janus, who was 19, Paula Prince, who was 35, Mary McFarlane, who was 31. Police ruled out the fact that it was tampered with 
during manufacturing, they concluded that it was more likely that someone tampered with the bottles in the store, that someone had added cyanide into the capsules, and then returning the bottles to the store without being caught. Not only were there five bottles that killed the victims, but there was a few more found as well. Johnson & Johnson started to stop their production of Tylenol. Um, on October 5, 1982, a recall for all Tylenol was issued nationwide. During the initial investigations, a man named James William Lewis sent a letter out to Johnson & Johnson demanding a million dollars to stop cyanide-induced murders. Police were unable to link him to the crimes. He and his wife were living in New York at the time he was convicted of extortion uh, and then served 13 years in prison. He served 13 years of a 20-year sentence, and then he was paroled in 1995. Roger Arnold was also identified, but he was cleared of all the killings. He ended up having a nervous breakdown due to the media attention, and then, which he blamed on Marty Sinclair, a bar owner. The summer of 1983, Arnold had shot and killed John Stanisha, sorry, Stanisha, an unrelated man who he took for uh, Marty Sinclair, and then he didn't know Arnold. Arnold was convicted in January 1984, served 15 years of a 30-year sentence for second-degree murder. He died uh, June 2008. Lori Don was briefly, briefly considered uh, as a suspect because they poisoned and shot an unknown number of people in May 1988, but there was no connection to them. They just kind of, like, just put, like, two into the other. There were hundreds of different, like, copycats of people who were trying to, like, be the Tylenol killer around, like, the United States. In 1982, the incident inspired the uh, pharmaceutical food and consumer product industries to develop tamper-resistant packaging. There's still no known killer or, like, murder or suspect on this case. It's still technically unsolved. I can't believe that there were people around the world that were like, it was me, I did it. What the yeah, fuck? <laughs> I know, right? What the fuck? Yeah, but also, like, what? Like, such an anticlimactic, like, killer. I feel like. like the, I feel like The it's, Tylenol killer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They just want to be like, known for something. <laughs> I guess, but, like, imagine, like, being known as a Tylenol killer, like... Like, you just happen to poison people? Like, yeah. oh, okay, buddy, the, well, good for you. You didn't fucking murder anybody. <laughs> Cold blood just fucking... Mm. Yeah, you, by chance, you murder. You murdered them. What do you think about this? I mean, obviously, I remember hearing about this story and hearing that people, like, stopped taking Tylenol. I understand where that fear came from, because it's like, fuck, like, who knows how many he got in that state, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so probably everybody was like, I'm just throw this away. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this away and never use it again. Which is also why I use ibuprofen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I use Tylenol today. Eric's been uh, having to use Tylenol a lot lately because he's not, like, I don't know, he's, like, getting headaches a lot faster. I'm just like, take two. And he'll be like, take a whole handful. I'm like, take two. <laughs> Apparently somebody rubbed off of, on him. I, like, um, I'm not fucking, I remember when I take, like, four of those. Yeah, why? Cause I don't want to feel anything. Alright, understandable, understandable. I want to also... <laughs> Me too. Period. 
See, that's why we need the YouTube, so people can see what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> they don't know what they don't know what we're doing. Right <laughs> like, she wants to what? What does she want to do? <laughs> if you know, you know. She wants to unalive herself. I don't know who suicide is, but <laughs> I fucking I think that it's really fucking sad that a child died, and like yeah, so right? yeah, and like so many people got hit with this. But I thought. I don't know, maybe I'm thinking about the candy killer. You remember that one? The Halloween candy where he, like, did it to his own children's candy? Yeah. I guess I mix up that one and this one a lot. Because I always feel like this person fucking did it to kill somebody in their family. But I guess that must be No. This person just did it just to, like, fucking kill people, I guess. I don't know. Also, how do you go into a store, buy the Tylenol, like, and then... Well, be able to go back into the store and put it on the shelf and be like, nobody knows. It was the 80s, right? Yeah. No cameras. Not really, at least. Like they said, there was no wrapping on it. There was no tissue in, in it or whatever. That's that's so crazy that it takes something like this to what, like... I mean, like, Johnson & Johnson needs to be held for a lot of things. <laughs> You're all gonna... Oh. Hello? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hello? Oh my god. <laughs> But I'm holding it on a candle, so the dangerous game I'm playing right now. Hmm. Yeah, no, I just have my laptops. But don't, don't. Your laptops. Damn, she's balling. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. I had to have one to record and one to video record. So, like, listen, that candle and I are about to fucking throw hands. <laughs> Like, oh my god. Oh my god, why the fuck isn't this not staying? Remember I told you when the last one went over and they called me fat? Yeah. Yeah. And then when I was like, I'm gonna go into Jane's closet, haha, and he was like, it's not like I anything would fit you anyways. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. I'm so mad that he said that to you. I'm smiling and laughing because I'm very mad and very uncomfortable. And, like, yeah. that makes, like, I, won't, I want to just have a conversation with him. A little conversation. I just it's want, like, you see this what little, gives you the right? You see this little like, bat? This Harley <laughs> Quinn bat that I have? I don't understand, dude. Like, what gives you the right to, like, be like, yeah, I'm going to make a comment on this person's body. My mom was just like, John no response to that she just oh john no no what the fuck did you just say about my daughter excuse me she can go into her sister's closet and wear whatever the fuck she wants whether it fits her or not well you know my mom because then she was like she because she was like my body too and she was like well i mean as long as you're happy okay okay miss drunk yeah as long as you're happy she, she kept saying, well, like, are you okay with, like, the way you look right now? Oh, my God. She sounds, she's an Aries for sure. She's, she's a fucking Aries. She fucking sounds bitch. like my mother. She, oh, my God. I would have been like, are you happy? Are you happy with your relationship right now? And I was like, I'm going to leave. So I ended up leaving, like, ten minutes later. Uh, this is baffling. You know, just wait till the comments that you get where it's fucking, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Oh my god. You're looking like you're pregnant. Are your boobs getting bigger? Are you pregnant? You're like getting never, a lot of weight. Are you pregnant? I remember was fucking talking to Shane about how like when I when I was in middle school and I used to fucking like make myself throw up every morning. And how they would make fun of me because of it. Yeah. 
and uh, I remember one time, my mom was like, are you fucking pregnant? Your grandpa thinks that you're pregnant because you're fucking throwing up every single morning. In middle school? Your grandpa? Yeah. If my mom ever looked at me in middle school and asked me if I was pregnant, I would have been like, it's your fault. <laughs> you're not even watching me. Like, you think I, you think I, in middle school, have so much freedom that I could go get fucking pregnant somewhere? Like, exactly. I'm not allowed to go fucking anywhere, but yeah, I'm, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah mom i walked down to my room and got pregnant somehow so <laughs> yeah and i was just like these online predators have <laughs> your daughter is throwing up every single morning and and you're not concerned yeah like you're looking at her going like you're fucking somebody instead of going like what the fuck is going on like are you okay like do you need help because I know that if it was, like, Janicia or one of your brothers, they would have been like, oh my god, we gotta take him to the hospital, something's wrong oh, with them. Oh yeah, 100%. I remember one time I got food poisoning, I said I got food poisoning at the same time, and my mom was like, no, you're fine. And I said, she was like, oh, I say, oh, let's take you to the hospital. I'm, I'm dead ass. Like, this fucking happened. And I was like, cool, we got food poisoning from the same place. <laughs> she really just was like, I don't know her. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. She wonders why I said that she doesn't like me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get into parents that don't like us. Oh, 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 oh! Me and my brother what? haven't, me and my brother haven't talked. When do your brother ever talk? No, not Anthony. Jaren. Oh, why? I don't know. He messaged me, the last time he messaged me was Friday. And I sent him, look at that. I don't know if you can- hold on, hold on, let me put a background of this. The, yeah, go fuck yourself. These are my messages to him. Ah, fuck you, Bixby, my bad. This was my messages to him. Uh-huh. All he did was like them. What day is it? Today's Monday. He's been on Wait. Instagram, like, every day, but hasn't messaged me back. And I was like, fuck. Because, like, okay, hello- podcast listeners i finally got into contact with um a half brother of mine that i've known existed for the past 20 almost 21 years and he just found out about me um yeah so i messaged him okay so i was doing this thing where like he would message me and then i like wouldn't respond immediately or i wouldn't respond really at all and i would just Mm -hmm. like the message because it's like some things you don't like have to respond to like haha I'm not going to respond to that. Like, build up a conversation. That's fine. But then, like, Mm -hmm. he would send me a message again, like, a couple minutes later, finally explaining what the hell we were talking about. Like, I'm not great at keeping up with conversations. Like, I I know that about myself, so I tried to explain that to him with this message. I said, hey, I hope work was good. Just wanted to message you to let you know that I'm so grateful and happy that you reached back out to me, and I do not want you to think I'm feeling any different than that. I have a really tough time with keeping in touch with people just because of how much I spend, how much time I spend with my kids and the fact that I always feel stressed out. I know sometimes I don't respond or I just like the message and give a short answer, but I'm really cool with you and I getting to know each other. I hope you're also excited about it, but I get if it... I. I get if it has also weighed on you. I have cried over you and our father more times than I can count. So getting to have these conversations with you means so much to me, but I also have a lot of unresolved issues with Michael that I feel will nev- I will never get closure. And I don't want that to come off while we talk. I know that for you it's different because you grew up with both of your biological parents and you only found out about one sibling. 
and I know about two of them. And I said, I just feel like I'm lying to you if I don't tell you that I still have a lot of resentment towards your parents and a lot of really deep sadness that I pushed down for so long. I cried the day you messaged me and I cried for weeks after I reached out to you. I wish I didn't feel so strongly about it and most days I don't understand why I do. And the only reason why I messaged him that is because, like, I just want him to know, like, I really do appreciate you reaching out to me and us talking and I know that it seems like I'm a little bit standoffish, but I have my reasons. Yeah. And now that he's not responding, I'm like, fuck, like, like, do I message him again? Like, hey, like, it feels like a lot of work to keep up with having a new sibling. (laughs) But, but at the same time, it's like, like, I didn't want to tell him, like, right off the bat, the kind of issues that I was having with his dad and his mom. But I think he understands because when we were, I thought he understood because when we were talking, he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really talk to them much about stuff like this, and they don't share anything with me. What the fuck? And and I told him, I was like, it just seems like they don't tell you anything. And he was like, no, they don't. Everything that I've learned has come from somebody else, or from me watching them. And he, they didn't even tell him why they don't live together anymore. It's like, you need to tell your kids that. Yeah, I don't care how old he is. Like, hey, you know, your dad and I are separating... Your dad and I felt that it was better if we just didn't live together right now. Your dad's still trying to get a job somewhere. Like, just a- an explanation would be better yeah. than looking at Jaren and being like, eh. We're just not living together, like... Yeah, like, not even having that kind of conversation with your kid feels very detrimental. But it's like, I don't think that he really realizes how shitty that is. I told him, I was like, there's no way with me being a mom, like, there's no way that I could look at my kids and then just all of a sudden their dad is living somewhere else and I didn't have that conversation with them. Like, they're old enough. Not my kids, yeah. but him and his sister, his sister's 10. And he's fucking about to be 21. It's like, you... They're definitely old enough Yeah, to you like... can have that conversation with them. Oh, it just, it just made me mad. But that's the tea on my family. <laughs> and it just kills me because I'm just like, it just feels like, like, how do you explain to your own mom? Like, come on, mom. Like, this is what I'm feeling towards you. Literally tell her. Just tell her. That's why I did with my mom. She like, doesn't. One day, like, it literally just all came out. I just blew up on her. So. And look at how your mom is still treating you. I know. But at least I told her. At least I told her. <laughs> I was like, you're a piece of shit. I fucking hate you. And I feel like you never fucking liked me because you saw me as competition. Oof. As a child. My mom has never seen me as competition. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want her to. But I think that I think that if I were to tell my mom any of the shit that I'm feeling towards, like, the shit that she did, she would throw it back in my face. Why are you blaming this on me? I didn't raise you like that. Actually, (laughs) you did. Actually, I can't sit anywhere. (laughs) I have hemorrhoids. This should be our intro. (laughs) Because I actually do have hemorrhoids. <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> I just have one, and it's from pushing out a fucking child, too. I, I think won. mine's just from, you know, shitting a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I have really, like, bad bowels, guys. Eggs and guns. Apparently, David says, like, I fart in my sleep all the time. You're like, he then says, go to bed. <laughs> he says, he says uh, 
like as soon as he walks in the room, I just like let one rip, and it's like so loud. <laughs> How embarrassing! <laughs> well, <laughs> well, now you know you don't have to be embarrassed for anything that you ever do again. <laughs> yeah. All right, then is that where we're ending? <laughs> my bowels. I fart in my sleep so much that my boyfriend heard me. Like he's been woken up. <laughs> oh my god, embarrassing. No. You know how well they can be. Well, guys. Well, that was moody. A true crime podcast. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at moody underscore true crime podcast. And then the email us your stories, please. Hey, you guys, uh, listen, the stories can be paranormal. They can be true crime. They can be an almost encounter with true crime or paranormal. It can uh-huh. be my mother went on a date with somebody that was a serial killer or something, you know, like that. Like, I know there's... Can about your bowels? No. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I want to know. <laughs> Azriel has a personal email that you can email her at. <laughs> Go ahead, give it to them. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but please, no. Unless it's like that one vine or whatever when that girl farted and she's like, "What was that? It was a ghost." What was that, guys? <laughs> I don't know what that was. I was scared. <laughs> I think it was a ghost. Yeah, me and Eric quote that one a lot. But it's m- moodypodcast at gmail dot com for you to send all your stories, not bowel movement ones. And Twitter, which is every week we say this, but we don't post on it. But you could you could get our follower count up. We could be the only Twitter with no posts and a hundred million followers. I remember you guys fucking. If you just follow the podcast and tell me that you're following the podcast and listen to every episode, I will send you nudes. Ooh, what a, for legal reasons? <laughs> <laughs> It's a joke, but at the same time, um, look in the link in, in our fucking uh, look at the uh, look at the show the notes. Bucky, see the show notes of this episode. Don't be shy. Read it. That's where all of our information is. Um, the Twitter is Moody underscore Crime. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, also, I think we should think about getting merch. <laughs> merch? Yeah. I think maybe we should like think about. Um, Hold on. Getting, like, maybe, like, an intro or something? Oh, yeah, Sorry. I know. I know. I think we should do... I was, like, sitting here one day playing with, like, my mind and, like, boop, 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 for, like, the... <laughs> for the I don't even know. But, like, there's an intro that I was thinking about, but I completely forgot what it was, so... And I also don't know how to play an instrument, so I don't... Yeah, I don't either. Sorry. Um, what's in this podcast is David is calling me. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>